Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? Broadcasting live from the greatest city in the world. Austin, Texas, baby. It's Bucky and Aaron. You guys want to play some twos? You know what? Actually, we're kind of in the middle of a conversation. B and E. What's B and E? Bucky Godbolt, Aaron Hogan on the Horn 1049 AM 1260 and hornfm.com with the Longhorns play and Austin Talks Sports. Start it up on a Monday. That's right. Start up your work week. Final week of school for a lot of folks. AISD and uh, surrounding areas wrapping it up. Graduations and proms and those type of things into Memorial Day weekend, which is around the corner as we roll into uh, the postseason for college baseball. It's already there in college softball. We'll get you the recap of the Longhorns weekend. It was a good one. Also, the PGA Championship is in the books, and Brooks Kepka is now a five-time major winner. Pretty darn good. We'll also uh, take you behind the scenes the story of Michael Block, the PGA teaching professional <laughs> out in California, who not only uh, won the hearts of many over the weekend in uh, Rochester, he also has, he's going to get to play. You see, Michael Block now gets to play the Colonial this week, and then he's already been invited to the RBC Canadian. So in, in addition to qualifying to finish in the top 15 to play again next year, in the PGA Championship at Valhalla, he also now will be able to play as on a sponsor's exemption up in Fort Worth this week. And then He'll get a couple of those now. Yeah, coming he's up. already gotten back to back to from from Colonial and then uh, the Canadian Open the following weekend. So, talk about dreams coming true for that young guy. Pretty awesome. Uh, so we'll have some fun with that on a good, bad, and ugly Monday. Uh, it says buck off to the PGA for allowing those bloodthirsty live golfers to compete. Well, it's not up to them. PGA, Cham- PGA of America runs the PGA Championship. And, Another invite. Well, he, Is that true? Well, I mean, Chris Kepko, as a three-time winner now, yeah, will always right. be invited to play the PGA Championship. Uh, that's not the PGA Tour. Separate entities. Uh, just like the Masters is run by mm-hmm. the uh, you know the folks at Augusta National. U.S. Open is, is run and overseen by the U.S. Golf Association, USGA. And, of course, the British Open run by the, the RNA, the Royal and Ancient Club. What about the Riders' Cup? Right. Well, Ryder Cup is the one where um, you know the points you acquire on the PGA Tour build you into the automatic spots, right? Which are uncounting for qualify those for. Remember, there are twelve teams on a Ryder Cup team, and the first eight you have to qualify for with enough points. And then captains pick. The and less. then captains pick the four wild cards. So Brooks Koepka would almost certainly be the what? Oh, yeah. pick. I mean, you'd be crazy who's, not to. Who's the captain now? Gosh, who was the captain this year for Team USA? It's not Davis Love, is it? Somebody will tell us. Somebody will text us. I don't know off the top of my head. But no, I, and we actually talked about that last week, that uh, that was a conversation in, in Rochester. Would would the U.S. Ryder Cup team welcome? I mean, the, by the way, the bigger challenge is on the European side. Right. Because uh, they've already been banned. Like the live golfers aren't allowed. I mean, you're talking about Sergio Garcia and Ian Poulter and their, be, their best players. Uh, well, Cam Smith's not European. Uh, he's Australian. 
But I mean, the best players on the European tour or the European side may not. They, they, they can't right they, now, as they, of now. As of now, they've already locked them out. Uh, that has not been made a, a declaration here with the USA players. So Brooks Kepka, you know, those type of players certainly could uh, play for Team USA. Speaking of Cam Smith, boy, he looks like a lost puppy out there. Zach Johnson is the captain. Zach is Zach Johnson. And, yeah, he'd be crazy not to take Brooks Kepka. Oh, yeah. And, again, it was a conversation in Rochester this week as all the players were together for the first time since really this whole year because not everybody played in the Masters. To have them all there and to ask the players, would you welcome a live golfer onto the Ryder Cup team, all of them were very amenable. And, yeah, you know, they're playing on a different tour. Um, with the players, Buck, that I don't want to say bygones are bygones, but at the same time, every player had a choice to make. Every one of these guys could have gone to live if they wanted to. Those that didn't are, you know, sticking and saying. I still am disappointed that we don't get to see Brooks Kepka, you know, compete week by week. We get to see him in shorts and stuff and music and all the good yeah, stuff. Yeah, team golf and music and big paychecks and your big bank account. Because uh, now that he's healthy, Brooks Kepka, it's fun to see him out there competing. And he's only you know, 33 years old. And, you know, Bryson DeChambeau is only 29 years old. I mean, he, he, you know, he looked great this weekend for large stretches of that golf tournament. All right, let's get to the headlines, the trending topics. It includes a great weekend for the Burn Orange. UBO Business Services brings it to you. We'll start with uh, the Longhorns. And, man, great weekend on the 40 acres and around the 5-1-2, including the Longhorn baseball team completing a dominant three-game sweep of West Virginia on Saturday. 7-3 to they won it on Saturday to win the Big 12 regular season championship, a share of it. Uh, they had to take all three to raise that trophy, and they did. David Pierce's Longhorns outscored the Mountaineers 29-9. to They will now be the top overall seed at this week's Big, tournament, uh, Big 12 tournament in Arlington. I'm just so proud, proud of our team, and just they never listened to the distractions, never gave in, and uh, they just played so hard for each other. I mean, we kind of went from the impossible to the improbable to the champions, and that's a, that's a great feeling for our team. Across the street at McCombs Field, the Texas softball team also had a three-game sweep. They finished off the Austin Regional. Eighth-ranked Longhorns rolled past Seton Hall Friday, then back-to-back wins over Texas A&M on Saturday, 2-1, and then again yesterday, 11-5. They'll advance to the Super Regional round of the NCAA Tournament. They'll head to Knoxville and face the fourth-ranked Tennessee Volunteers in the Super starting on Friday. Austin FC wrapped up what may have been a season-saving season week on Saturday night. A dramatic 1-0 win over Toronto FC at Q2 Stadium. Yazzie Zardes scored his second game-winning goal in his winning many matches. A strike in the 91st minute to give the Verde a, a, their second win this week. After stumbling through an eight-game stretch that saw the club claim just four points, Austin have taken six points in four days. With Saturday's win and then the road win at Seattle last Wednesday, they've climbed back into playoff contention in the Western Conference. No celebration at HEB Center at Cedar Park last night. Texas Stars unable to overcome a furious four-goal first period from the Milwaukee Admirals. Texas Stars season comes to an end with a 5-2 loss in Game 5 of the Western Conference Finals. NBA playoffs, both the Eastern and Western Conference Finals on the verge of four-game sweeps after the Miami Heat destroyed the collapsing Boston Celtics 128-102 last night in Game 3 on South Beach. The eighth-seeded Heat have improved to 11-3 in these playoffs. They're one win away from a run to the NBA Finals. Denver Nuggets also one win away from the Finals. A Western Conference's top seed also up three games to none. They can clinch a trip. They're first ever as a franchise with a win over the Lakers tonight in Game 4 in L.A. As we mentioned, uh, in, in golf, it was four years removed from his last major championship, but Brooks Kepa once again healthy and once again has risen to the top. The 33-year-old followed up a beautiful 66 in the rain on Saturday with a rock-solid round of 67 yesterday in Rochester to win the PGA Championship at Oak Hill by two strokes over Victor Hovland and lifetime Longhorn Scotty Scheffler. 
Major League Baseball, both the Rangers and Astros completed sweeps yesterday at home. First place, Texas Wallop, Colorado, 13-3. Rangers outscored the Rockies 31-10 over the weekend. They're now 12 games over, 500. Second place, Houston blanked Oakland 2-0. Find a complete game gem, a four-hitter from Framber Valdez. And Round Rock topped El Paso 5-4 to wrap up that long homestand at Del Diamond. This segment brought to you by UBO Business Services. Great people, great service, endless possibilities. That's UBO Business Services. Visit them at ubeo.com. All right, so uh, part of the busy weekend. We always recap it with you on a Monday, and it was a good one for Texas uh, softball and baseball. Austin FC, Buck. I mean, gosh, they were eight straight. Talking about having to have a win. Two. Two huge wins. To go to Seattle on Wednesday and follow it up with a Saturday night win to get six points. In four days, after only getting four points over two months, uh, that jump starts their their season. Uh, and you know they're doing this. They won those games without uh, Sebastian Driussi, their best player. He's still out and injured, but they've gotten healthy on the back end. Uh, and as we said, Yazi's artist has stepped up, and they just got to play better soccer. And uh, feels like they are. Who was it? Time Man City won the uh, Premier League over the weekend. Yep, Man City wins the Premier League, and we've got the, the Nuggets and Heat on a collision course to the NBA Finals. At this point, which would be, you know, we previewed those going into those two two series, you know, the Lakers and the and the Celtics are the glamour teams of the NBA, the historically great franchises. But uh, Denver with this unassuming superstar and Nikola Jokic, and uh, the Heat with Jimmy Butler and the culture. Maybe the dumbest thing of the weekend and a good, bad, and ugly weekend was a uh, what was his name Grant Williams, Grant Williams Buck. What are you doing, Grant? Grant Williams, the reserve player for the Boston Celtics, talking smack to Jimmy Butler. Don't poke the bear. Don't. Poke the bear. What are you doing? Yeah, that was not. That was his team is up nine. And well, since then, Jimmy has been clowning all of them. All I, I saw him making fun of Al Horford's celebration, like in his face. Like he, he's, I mean, he's having fun with it. Good, good, healthy competition is what he called it after that's right. that game. Yeah, he said, "Hey, listen, there was never going to be fisticuffs." I like that. He goes, "That just gets me fired up." The rest, I'm going to try to get fired up in Boston. They just sit around and do nothing. Right. Well, now. that's the thing. He said, "As long as I win, that's I'm cool with it." Yeah. So I'm sure Grant Williams is, you know, he's he's not too happy right now, and I'm sure most people in Boston aren't happy with him, and that's not some that's not a good thing going into uh, an off season where you're you're needing a contract extension. Well, I mean, my thought going into the series, the single biggest advantage the Heat had over the Celtics was at head coach. Have you seen what the scores have been in the third quarter of each of these games? Coming uh-huh. out of halftime, making adjustments, blowout. I mean, we know there was a 46 point third quarter in uh, Game One last night. Outscored him by 15. I mean, it is it is uh, ridiculous between Eric Spolstra and uh, Joe Mazzula and who has their team ready to play and the adjustments that are made game to game. So Jimmy Butler has the uh, the, the more well coached team and the team that plays more connected basketball. And the Celtics are in disarray right now. Yeah, Grant Williams was just he just hit a big three. They went up nine and he gets excited and got up in Jimmy Butler's face a little bit. That was a bad idea because uh, he and the, the Heat took over. The rest of that ball game. Hey, let's dive into your coach's corner. It's brought to you by Audiovisual Consultations. My our guy Tom McKay and his great crew. Audiovisual Consultations and Tom McKay—the really smart guys who never make you feel stupid. This says Brandall Shambly doesn't want live golfers on the tour. Well, that's interesting. That'll be a debate. I mean, that's it's not going to be up to Brandall though. I mean, no, he won't be. And we know Brooks Kepka won't decision. be able to qualify for it uh-uh. and play his way onto it. But so he's got to be a pick of Zach Johnson. That'll be a. A golf debate because in two majors so far, the live golfers have been all over it, right? Uh, you know, Brooks Kepka and Phil. Phil Mickelson were in it at the Masters. Here it was Bryson DeChambeau. Cam Smith had a great Sunday and uh, Brooks Kepka, and he wins the dang thing. So yes, that that conversation will be 
ongoing. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. Uh, so, uh, for sure. And the U.S. Open. U.S. Open, the next golf major coming up in June. All right, so as far as the coach's corner, can we hear from David Pierce? We heard a little bit from him in our headlines, talking about how proud he was. But here's David Pierce after the weekend. Roger Wallace, who calls the games with Craig Way on, on here on the horn, does a great job, went down to the field amidst the trophy presentation and celebration and uh, caught up with the head coach. Well, Wednesday you said you can't sweep without winning the first one, then the, the first one, second one, then the third one. Just the emotion of what you guys pulled off this weekend. It was unbelievable. I mean, that's a dang good team, a really good team, coming in here with a lot of confidence. And, you know, a lot of people, uh, you know, even kind of question things we do and, you know, getting swept by OU and then going, I think, 10-3 and three after that. And some just tough environments on the road. And then, you know, I'm just so proud, proud of our team. And just they never listened to the distractions, never gave in. And, uh they just played so hard for each other. I mean, we kind of went from the impossible to the improbable to the champions, and that's a that's a great feeling for our team. What's it say for your guys? Three straight games, right out of the gates, you jump on their their pitching and really put the pressure on them. Our guys work, and they just their prep, not only with their swings and, and their and their work defensively, but studying video and understanding what we're going to face and. I think they're growing. I mean, and and they're confident right now. That lineup that we're putting out there right now is very confident, and um, kind of do a great job of passing the bat and each guy doing their job. I mean, we did a really good job early in the short game, and and then a big hit. And just I, I'm kind of lost of words right now. I'm I just really just thrilled to 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 be the coach to these guys and to be a part of this, and just so proud of them. To look at the progress of so many of these guys from Arlington, a kid like Jared Thomas. I mean, you guys told us how good he could be. Took some lumps early on. He's going to hit uh, 340 going into the Big 12 tournament. Yeah, he's something. And uh, he's just continued to grow and continue to learn from older guys and stay within himself and learn himself. Um, just a, a just a very determined young man. And, you know, you see the same thing with Flo. I mean, Jalen had a good series. Uh, and he's growing a little later than JT, but he's growing. And, you know, I think it's a lot to do with our leadership in the clubhouse as well, where, you know, they take them under their wing and understand this is the culture and this is how we work. And uh, it paid off. It paid off. All right, there's David Pierce and uh, JT, of course, Jared Thomas. Think about it, go back to the start of the season when we said, you know, when you go to the go to the dish to see these first couple of games, or their first three games were in Arlington, and that uh, they got swept. It didn't start good. When you went to the dish for the first time, it was like everybody had to have like name badges on. Like, Hello, my name is. Like, oh, who yeah. are these guys? You know, Jared Thomas is a true freshman out of Waxahachie who was starting at first base. Jalen Flores was a true freshman out of San Antonio who was starting at at that time at third base. He's since moved uh, to shortstop. Uh, with the emergence of Peyton Powell, but you just didn't, you know, and, and in, in the clinching game, right, the one you had to have, the freshman Jared Thomas went three for five and scored three runs. Uh, Jalen Flores went two for four and hit a big home run. Uh, those two guys kind of led the way, uh, at least in that game. And other guys that came in, you know, Peyton Powell and uh, Dylan Campbell and Eric Kennedy were kind of known commodities in the program, Eric Kennedy the mo- being the most known commodity. Um, but, you know, the other guys, you just weren't sure who was going to We'll fill those roles. Uh, can we hear from uh, Garrett Gilmet, uh, the catcher of the backstop, the USC transfer? He also talked to Roger Wallace, and this is where he listened to him, Buck. He talks about the uh, game one of that doubleheader against San Jose State really uh, being an, an igniter 
for this team coming together, playing with an edge, and uh, not taking anything for granted. What does this feel like coming from U.S. and from CM being part of this? Yeah, man, you know, uh, my first two years of college, you know, we never played in any tournament or anything, so I had a pretty early summer, and having the opportunity to compete for a Big 12 championship and not only like the easy way, we had to do it the hard way. And, you know, the guys just grinded out and the pitchers did it so well. And I'm just so excited. I'm not like a lost verge right now, man. I don't know how to explain it. This weekend, you knew what was in front of you. You know how hard it is to sweep and, and to do it. What does it say about this team? Hey, man, I'm telling you, for that San Jose State Friday game, when we lost that one, we there was something that, we did, that just didn't sit well with us. So we come into the field with an edge and, we're just a bunch of ballers and just hardworking kids. And at the end of the day, the toughest team works and the team that competes all nine inning wins. And I think we did that all 27. Those 27 outs are tough. The last nine were, were real tough. Tell me from your perspective, guys were scuffing a little bit. Yeah. The, the moment was big. Uh, what did you see from your guys? You know, from the pitching aspect, you know, it got some things got a little shaky, but they did a very good job just controlling the strike zone again and pounding it. Travis did a good job, gave up a homer, I think. And then he just filled it up zone up right away. And, Big Red did well, and Charlie, you know, it, it was just a great all-around team performance today, man. Your reaction when you got that uh, RBI in the bottom of the eight, just a little more separation, how big was that for you? Yeah, man, you know, it was a rough weekend for me, um, but that was, I mean, I've, known, I've never really uh, gotten intentionally, so, gotten someone to intentionally walk to get to me before, so uh, it meant a little more, it put a little chip on my shoulder, and I was just happy to get that extra insurance run. All right, Garrett Gilmet, the Longhorn backstop, and as we said, the top three in the Longhorn order, Jared Thomas, Peyton Powell, Dylan Campbell, 21 for 41. They batted 500 over the weekend. Talk about setting the table. Oh, yeah. Setting the, 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 you know, putting the pitching staff for the other team on their heels, uh, giving your pitching staff a chance to pitch with leads and, uh, you know, pitch relaxed baseball, which Lucas Gordon, uh, Tanner Witt, and uh, LBJ, Baron Johnson Jr., absolutely did. So we will certainly uh, follow this team up to the Big 12 championship. And uh, one more quick one, because this is Eric Kennedy. This is a guy that's been around a long time. He was with the team last year that went to Omaha. I mean, was he sixth-year player, Eric Kennedy, coming in from the state of Florida way back when. But uh, here was Roger with Eric Kennedy uh, seen and being one of the leaders for this team that has grown up uh, over the course of a season. You played a lot of baseball here. What was it like to hoist that trophy? It was awesome, man. Those are the kind of moments you live for. Uh, I knew... Early in conference, you know, it didn't look like we were going to be able to do that, but so proud of this group for battling back. And we knew what we had to do this weekend. We had to take all three, get a little help, and that's exactly what we did. And that just makes it mean a little bit more. You go to TCU knowing you've got back-to-back road series. You take care of the goal is to win series. You win those two back-to-back. You know you have to sweep. Uh, what was the mindset going in? How proud are you, are you of this, this team to be able to pull it off? Yeah, I'm super proud. You know, we knew we had to play with that chip on our, chip on our shoulder. Um, we came out the past two weekends, didn't play our best the first game. So we wanted to come out like the second two games of San Jose State with that chip on, chip on our shoulder, and that's exactly what we did. We were able to pound out a lot of runs. Our pitching picked us up, and I'm um, just so proud of these guys. You know, we battled through a lot of adversity, you know, even through this series. So just picking each other up, and it's just so awesome to see. All right, there you go. There you go. Uh, how's your sister feeling, West Virginia graduate? Not good. Oh, not you're having to good. win one time. Couldn't get one win. Back to Morgantown, y'all. Back to Morgan. Well, they'll go straight to Arlington, I would guess. Right? They won't. I think well, the school's out. They won't go all the way home. Well, I mean, the games don't start till like, Wednesday, right? Yeah. They'll but go so, home. Home, home and then back to Morgantown. That's oh, yeah. not easy to get to. Oh yeah, just cruise on up to Arlington, stay go in right Dallas. to Pittsburgh, get on that damn bus and head to Morgantown. I'm, I'm not the travel secretary change your for drawers the and come back. I'm going to assume that they didn't go home. They need a change of clothing, at least well, undergarments. Well, you can, if you have a a, a a good advisor, you'd have said, you know, we're going to be in Texas. That's where the Big Twelve tournament is. Regardless, we're going to be there. Why don't we just 
bus on up to Arlington. Oh. Wouldn't, you, wouldn't you rather be there than Morgantown? There's a million baseball y- complexes yes. up there you can practice and work out at. Somebody will tell us if they went on. That would be a waste of travel expenses to go all the way home and all the way back to Texas, for crying out loud. Uh, okay, so there's some Longhorn baseball, Longhorn softball. Congrats to Mike White and his team as well. They are on to Knoxville. They went right through. Uh, Why, they saved a million dollars on Huggy Bear. <laughs> Didn't Bear. they? You, you've been to Morgantown, right? It's not easy to get to. No, it's not easy to get I mean, to. you got to fly to like Cincinnati Especially and drive. Especially when you don't want to get there. Pittsburgh and drive. I mean, I don't know. There's the heck. I think even the players would say. Bus like from we're, Pittsburgh. We're two and a half hours away from where we're playing in the tournament. Why are we going home? But uh, that was. Why are we going after. back there? Then, You're right. There's no school to go to. We're not playing school anymore. School's out. What are we going back for? Let me break. They don't play school in West Virginia anyways. Yeah, well. Hey. hey Bucky's, Bucky's sister did. You got a graduate degree from that place, yes. did she not? Yes. Okay. They play school. Did you say coal mines? <laughs> Working in the coal mine. That's 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 for sure. Okay, so uh, there's some Longhorn baseball. Somebody said, "What? how's the Longhorn uh, other sports doing? Uh, yeah, real quick, the Longhorn baseball wins the championship. Softball moves on. Also, the, the 11th-ranked women's golf team has advanced to the stroke play at the NCAA championship. The men will tee up this week out in uh, Arizona, the defending national champs looking to defend their crown. They'll have that chance starting this week. I gave you a piece of Longhorn basketball news that I think is interesting on the heels of last week's news that Tyrese Hunter is returning for the Longhorns. According to my, our buddy Jerry Hamilton over at Inside Texas, the North Carolina transfer guard Caleb Love will decide this week between Texas and UConn of where he's going to play college basketball. Ooh. That according to Jerry Hamilton. Of course, the UConn, the defending national champions, um, you know, they're... They don't play NIL, do they? They don't. But, you know, this is a kid, Caleb Love, who was in the championship game a couple years ago and was one of the leaders of that Tar Heel team. Uh, but, yeah, that's according to Jerry Hamilton. He says... Uh, you know, the Longhorns are, are in on it. The 6-4 explosive score is likely to decide between UConn and Texas next week. Which he wrote this over the weekend. So this coming week Sweet. with Alabama and possibly Florida remaining in the mix. Uh, so keep an eye on that. The Longhorns have already added Max A. Smith, Kendall Weaver, and re- return of Tyrese Hunter to their backcourt. Longhorns are in on yeah, the one or two more conversation. That would be big, good. Apparently, according to Jerry, the Longhorns are also in on the uh, Rutgers transfer guard Cam Spencer. And then there's a, a combo forward from Creighton named Arthur, uh, Arthur Kaluma, who the Longhorns are talking to. I like that to. guy. Uh, yeah, I do too. I watched a lot of that guy last year. He hit, That yep. would be a big ad. Well, and that's the position I don't see the Longhorns. When you look at their roster right now, they could use another guard. And, boy, if you had a Caleb Love to give you a four-guard rotation of that caliber, watch out. And then Kaluma, you know, without Dylan Mitchell and without uh, Ron Holland coming in, the freshman from Duncanville, that, that small forward position, I don't see a guy on the roster who you really – you know, pencil into that starting lineup. Yeah, he gets after it, too. Arthur Kaluma would be huge. Does Zach Eady really think he's going to get drafted? He just needs to pull his name out. For Purdue? Yeah, pull his name out, transfer to Texas. We're not going to play him like 30 minutes a game like Purdue did. You're trying to get Zach Eady, the college player of the year now? What's that, going guy on? Is, that guy is Watching going to the NBA. Is he that guy the is so slow. He has another year eligibility. I think he's in the same boat as like Tyrese Hunter and those guys were. Is they, they have an option to come back. No, they're not telling him. The NBA's not telling him to, that that he's not to go back. <laughs> that dude is drafted. getting drafted. That, that, the, the, the game's that well, he can go play overseas and make a lot of money and play professionally. Yeah, that guy's not going back to play school. All right, we'll follow that and keep you posted. Caleb Love and, and Arthur Kaluma, two names to watch for, at least 
now that you've got the Tyrese Hunter situation resolved. And it doesn't look like Dylan Mitchell will be coming back. He's going to keep his name in the NBA draft most likely after the combine week he had in Vegas. We'll be back. We'll tell you the story of Michael Block. Obviously, Brooks Kepka was the best golfer this weekend, but the best story was the PGA teaching professional from California. We'll get you that story coming next. It's Bucky and Aaron. Yeah, California tonight could be the uh, site of the end of the Lakers season. Lakers and Nuggets tonight, the uh, standalone game in the NBA playoffs. And the Nuggets looking to uh, finish it off. Step on the neck, as they say, Buck. Go ahead. Oh, no. And, uh, this 3-0 is, they're not messing around tonight. They're not. And the Heat were certainly not last night to take a commanding 3-0 lead in the over the dissolving Celtics. You can um, go for the gusto tonight because you win-lose, you've got a couple games under your belt now. Yeah, and I think the NBA Finals schedule already set. So if, if both are able to close out Monday and Tuesday, and we'll, we've got to wait till the weekend before the final. What a great final series it will be, by the way. I think I know it won't be the Lakers-Celtics like a lot of folks had hoped for as far as the NBA goes. But uh, upstart Nuggets for their first time, potentially, and then the Heat as an eight seed. Just running rough shot through the Eastern Conference. They're eleven and three. They've only lost three times this oh, whole yeah. playoff run. They've been dominant, not just a, a surprise, fluky kind of thing. They've been outstanding for Eric Spolstra and Jimmy Butler. Okay, so uh, among the great stories of the weekend, but I don't know that there was a better one than the story of Michael Block. Brooks Kepka won the PGA Championship, his third. Uh, when he's healthy, he's as good a golfer as there is in the world, and he shows that every time. The tougher the course, the better Kepka is. But the story became uh, Michael Block. So the PGA of America runs the PGA Championship. Uh, it's their featured event. But, of course, across the country, there are PGA teaching pros, right, at most clubs. Yes. Uh, and the PGA of America uses the PGA Championship to highlight its club pros. Twenty of them qualify, so they play PGA Tour Pro qualifiers. So you're the pro at your course, if you have a course, could, could qualify and win this thing. So imagine your club pro winning and qualifying just to get be one of the 20 to tee it up and then make the cut. This guy, Michael Block, makes the cut. Not only makes the cut, he's in, in competition. This is unbelievable. This guy's, you know, you can buy a lesson from him for 125 bucks out there in California and, and get taught by this guy. Well, here's how it went. So he, he makes the cut. He's on the leaderboard. Here's Michael Block after his third round, uh, or no, after making the cut, talking about uh, this experience and where he's at. This is pretty good stuff and what we love about sports and, and love about the game of golf. I doubt if anybody on this entire property loves golf as much as I love golf, period. Uh, I grew up my whole life um, waking up to the Golf Channel at 6.30 in the morning to watch the European Tour, because that's all that was on, but I was like, I'm watching the European Tour. You know, Colin Montgomery was the man, and they, I was lucky enough to get paired with him in the 2014 PGA Championship Valhalla, which was the coolest experience ever. But I'm a PGA member that loves the game more than anything. And I'm sitting here right now absolutely blown away by this experience. All right, so blown away. Uh, you know, this is uh, you know surreal for him. Well, okay, so then he, he plays well enough to get paired with Rory McIlroy uh, for Sunday. Okay? There he's with Rosie on Saturday, I yeah, believe. Yeah, Justin Rose on Saturday. And then he's still sitting at even par, and he's you know going. Not only did he get to play with Rory, you know, they, when the, when the CBS coverage began and Jim Nance and the crew, you know, they announced that he announcer announces he gets to be announced to the nation. Michael PGA uh, teaching pro from California, Michael Block, yep. and he tees off alongside Rory. Well, then you now it's going along, and obviously the the focus of the the television broadcast was on the leaders, 
Brooks Kepka and Victor Hovland and you know Scotty Scheffler got himself back in contention. Well, then later in the day, at about at the 16th hole, I believe it was, here is uh, the sound of what uh, Michael Block did to uh, send this place into uh, a run. It was a 15 or 16. I think 15. The par three. Mm-hmm. He's uh, they they come back from break, and here's how it sounded with Jim Nance at the 15th. The fairy tale story gets better. The hold one for Michael Black. Then he walks. I mean, up. there's no, there's no one bouncer. I mean, that thing did dead into the cup, sticking all. It left a big scar on the back of the cup. Oh, yeah. It did jarred it so so hard. It came straight down in the cup. Didn't even hit the green except for just on the outside of the cup, and uh, in the hole for a hole in one and an ace at a major. Unbelievable. Uh, but that helped him because then he had to play 16, 17, and 18. Oh yeah. And if he stayed in the top 15 on the leaderboard, he would qualify for next year's. You heard him reference playing with Colin Montgomery at Valhalla back in 2014. Well, he is now, because he made a huge par putt and a par save out of the uh, gallery on 18, Bucky. What an up and down he had. Cause he hit oh, it, it was. In, it was great. Hit it into the fans and uh, makes the putt. Place goes crazy. He's now qualified for next year's event at Valhalla. And then after the round... He gets invited to play in this week's Charles Schwab Challenge at Colonial up in Fort Worth, and he's also been given an invite, a sponsor's invite, to the RBC Canadian Open the following week, which is pretty amazing. Let's hear a little bit with uh, Michael Block afterwards. Uh, Amanda Balionis tracked him down and uh, talked about the weekend. You said it yesterday that this was the best week of your life. What do you call it now? Thanks, Amanda. I appreciate you making me cry. Um... Uh, it's it's amazing. Uh, I'm living a dream. I'm making sure that I enjoy this moment. I've learned that after the my 46 years of life, that uh, it's not going to get better than this. There's no way, no chance in hell. So uh, I'm going to enjoy this and thank you. We have loved watching you soak in every moment. And the cherry on top was what Jim Nance called an all-time up and down. This par save right here. What did you see? I hadn't made very many putts today. I, I rolled it the same the last three days, and today, just for some reason, the ball was going over the lip, and uh, that one snuck over the lip, and it made my day, and Rory was awesome, man. Everyone was awesome, and uh, I can't thank everybody enough for being so cool to me. And cheers to the 29,000 uh, PGA Tour professionals, PGA professionals in the world. I uh, It's for you guys. All right, there you go. We that cannot- was pretty awesome. Michael Block of the... Yeah, quite a week, man. Arroyo Trabuco Golf Club in Mission Viejo, California. And they said on the broadcast that he plays a lot of golf with uh, Bo Hostler. Oh, yeah. Former Longhorn out there in California. Bo Hostler and their, uh, Patrick Cantlay uh, plays a lot of it. That's a public course. Again, it's not even a country club. And if you saw the video of the, the, the members and the fans of, of his public golf course that oh, were yeah. watching that hole-in-one and watching him finish, that was electric, too, out there on the West Coast. That was cool. That's good theater right there. And uh, now we get to play in Colonial. He'll be a fan favorite up there in Fort Worth this week. He'll be giving lessons all summer. Yeah, I think it uh, might have gone up because right now it says here on this, uh, this, this pamphlet, the 45-minute playing uh, lesson is 125 Okay. 
And no, then, it's going to go up. Price is going to go up a little bit. And by the way, bit. if you really want to improve your golf game, the, I always recommend these. These are great. Do a playing lesson with a teaching pro so you're actually playing nine holes. That'll cost you five hundred. Five hundred. But those really help. Sitting on a driving range, hitting balls is one thing, but to be on the course and let them be in your ear and you know alignment and he course said that, management. He said that he's only really giving lessons now to the people he likes. Like yep. before, like he was making enough money to where he, he was just kind of just trying to help people out, which is cool. And I didn't realize this was this was what his fifth major tournament. He's oh yeah, in? he's played in a bunch. Yeah, but you got to qualify for that, as he said. There's oh no, know, he's a good player. Oh yeah, no, he's a, of the player, the PGA t- teaching pros. He's the best, obviously, or one of the best. Only twenty from across the entire country qualify, uh, but you got to you got to earn your way there. And then once there, he did everybody proud. That was pretty awesome. So yeah, the up and downs of that place were. I mean, it was a hard golf course, man. I mean, it was wet and it was thick, and boy, when that ball hit. It was running out, and just he he made some great shots. I call that Pam Cummings rough. It was absolutely. <laughs> but to get to nine, you know, we talked going into the weekend what would be the winning score, and we both kind of thought like six might might be enough. I thought six was going to be it. But uh, Brooks Kepka, too damn good. Scheffler and Hoblin finished at seven under, so just over what we thought. But uh, Kepka was just too damn good. And coming out for him to come out and go par, birdie, 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 right out of the gate, and take a take a three stroke lead. It was just. I think Hovland now is coming in third and fourth in the last two majors. He's going to win one. Hovland's only 25 yeah. years old, uh, the Oklahoma State Cowboy. He'll win one. By the way, uh, Craig Way did confirm to us that West Virginia's baseball team did not go home. They stayed there. A lot of them were seen at the uh, Texas softball game yesterday. Well, hide the out. women and children, please. Hide the women and children. Well, I mean, if you're the coach, you didn't win the Big 12, but you clinched a share of it. You had a great season. Let them enjoy Austin, and then they're gonna, they'll are gonna be – everybody's headed up to Arlington – Globe Life yeah. Park for the tournament, which starts tomorrow, and Texas will play their first game Wednesday afternoon. But yeah, Baylor not, not making that trip. They're not. Baylor's this out. Year. They're out. Out. And Baylor's out. Yeah, only nine teams play Big Twelve baseball, oh. so one team can't come. You know what I'm saying? Sorry, Baylor. I think Baylor been in every one. I was. I would think so. Rebuilding year. I'd say that for Baylor's baseball team. I yeah, mean, they, new coach, right? Yeah, Steve Rodriguez is now the first base coach and that's top assistant for uh, David Pierce. There was a coaching change and. You know, they're, they're, they'll, they'll be all right at Baylor. Why does an Iowa State have a baseball team? Title IX. They, they just canceled it. Well, not Title IX, but the, the, the federal law. They have did to, they used to have a baseball team? They did. Yes. They did. Yeah, baseball is one of those that started – baseball and wrestling on the There's men's side. Wrestling. Two big oh, wrestling is probably way bigger there. Yeah. Right. Not anymore. But, um, oh, wrestling got cut there too? No They don't way. have a wrestling team either, I don't believe. I don't do think they? so. Well, no one in the Big 12 has a wrestling team, do they? So you still have a wrestling team? No. They have a gymnastics team at OU. Oh, that's right. I don't the think they have wrestlers. Gymnastics. I don't know. Uh, but no baseball. No baseball there. Okay, we come back. It's going to be hot or not. T.Y. will lead us through uh, some stories we've missed halfway through this show. Also, some off-the-nose stuff that will happen this weekend, including you knew it was bound to happen, Buck. We've got OnlyFans causing the collapse of a, of a relationship. Not good. This story will blow your, blow your mind. It's Beanie on the Horn. What's hot? And what's not? What's hot, what's not is brought to you by Texas Orthopedics, the largest independent orthopedic practice in central Texas. Visit us at txortho.com to learn more and to schedule an appointment. Appreciate everybody reacting to the Michael Block story that uh, maybe didn't follow it over the weekend. Pretty cool. Several people have sent us Tin Cup videos from the movie Tin Cup. Remember Kevin Costner was the... He was not the he was what the uh, the driving range instructor out there in West Texas. Uh, Michael Blanc, a PGA teaching pro out there in California. Several people asked how much money he made. Uh, he made uh, three hundred thousand bucks. 
300000 for his troubles. Good week. Good week. Good year for Michael Block, no question. Uh, Ty, do you know this? Several people have asked. They're trying to buy tickets for the Big 12 tournament now, which starts on Wednesday. Rangers uh, home dugout is first base dugout, correct, when you watch the Ranger ball games? Well, I can't watch the Rangers here. so Well, someone will tell us. I've been listening to the ESPN radio broadcasts. A lot of the Rangers, or here at the Horn, too. Yeah, that's right. The Rangers the are on a run here. They're 12 games over 500, two up on the Astros right now. But um, So if you know that, I think, I'm think i pretty sure the Rangers are in the first base dugout when they play at home. I'm, I'm almost certain if you Bruce Bochy sitting over there. And that, according to Craig Way, is the dugout the Longhorns will be in on Wednesday as the, the number one seed in the home team. Uh, so if you're looking to buy tickets behind the dugout and support the Horns, that would be your, um, your way to go. And speaking of uh, behind the dugout, a lot of reports, Buck, that there were some rowdy Aggie fans at McCombs Field over the weekend for the softball games, and they were obnoxious, sitting right in the front row, yelling, being a problem, hissing. Hissing? Hissing. Hissing's not a cool thing? <laughs> no, no. I don't know what's cool. That's just not cool, man. And they're, they're Aggies. But it just reminds you how cool that rivalry, getting back at it in the conference level is going to be. Uh, in a couple of years, they were just overzealous fans. Were they not just some? Being fans? Some would say even uh, over the top, ob- obnoxious, wearing their maroon. But you know, Longhorns took care of business, won both games, two to one and eleven to five. Uh, okay, coming up in one hour, we're gonna have our, our salacious gossip segment ahead of your blitz, and we'll get into this more. But I'm just gonna read you this headline, and you knew this would happen at some point, Buck. Only fans model discovers that her stepfather is her top subscriber, leads to mother's divorce. Oh, no. Oh, no. Come on, Daddy. Come on, Dad. Uh, we'll let you hear from the young lady coming up next hour because I know you want to. Also, uh, if you've been watching American Idol, the um, the Hawaiian uh, big guy, Iam Tungi, Iam Tungi, the 18-year-old, won American Idol last night. Uh, he was kind of the odds favorite all the way through. He was tremendous. Big old boy. But plays that, uh, that, that Hawaiian ukulele. island music. He can play the ukulele. ukulele. He can play guitar. Play guitar. And he's so big that sometimes his own guitar looks like a little bit like a ukulele. <laughs> he's a big old boy. Also over the weekend, you see the Foo Fighters announced their new drummer. Of course, they uh, lost Taylor, Taylor Hawkins tragically. Uh, he, but that, you wondered if they were ever going to come back. Remember Led Zeppelin, when John Bonham died, they right. never came back. They were like, that's it. We're done. You kind of thought, and of course, Dave Grohl lost Kurt Cobain when he was a part of Nirvana. Now he loses one of his best friends uh, who plays drums. But uh, you seen that video of his son that came? And yes, that's a great video. Taylor Hawkins on when they were playing live, and his son came out and played the uh, the, the hero, which was really awesome. Um, but John Freeze, John Freeze has been announced as their new drummer, so that's pretty hot from the weekend, uh, which is really really cool. And by the way, Foo Fighters coming to Austin for mm-hmm. uh, part of Austin City Limits Music Festival both weekends. That'll be a big show with Dave Grohl and the. Uh, the crew there. T.Y., what do you have for us in Hot or Not on this uh, Monday morning? Um, my mind was just, I had something in my head that just went completely blank. Sorry, I got you with but the, the, the OnlyFans. There's a not-so-hot topic that I did see that we haven't addressed yet. Uh, former Longhorns DB slash running back Jaden Holaby has been reported missing from his family. Uh, he was last seen leaving Dallas going westbound. Uh, he transferred to New Mexico two years ago. Oh, wow. So keep an it eye never, on that. It never got there? I don't, they don't Obviously know where he, he was going, but there was a video of him and his vehicle, uh, you know, leaving the Dallas area, heading heading west. I think it, it said. So that's too bad. It's uh, not it's not so best. hot, but yeah, for sure. Hope the best. If you've uh, yeah, the former running back in DB transferred to New Mexico in 2022, Jaden Hullaby, 
reported missing by his family. That is absolutely not hot. So let's hope the best for him. But a Mansfield, Texas, originally. Man, that's scary. All right, hot and not. And then uh, good, bad, and ugly. Picking it back up. How about the Austin FC, Buck? Austin FC may be salvaging their season with a week. Two games. Also, Texas baseball. Knowing they had the sweep, and not just sweeping, but emphatically sweeping West Virginia this weekend. And Brooks Kepka, win healthy, Buck. Is there a better player in the world? Oh, no. I'd do it. It's something. I think the other best players in the world would tell you, no, not really. When he's at his best, he is... Or when it comes to majors. Part of the course. Oh, yeah. Part of the conditions. How about Saturday when it's rainy? On that course, he shoots 66. That dude's a machine. We'll be back. We'll pick it up with the headlines and the good, the bad, and the ugly from the weekend here on B&E.